Item number SCP-2238 Object Class Safe Keter Special Containment Procedures Foundation personnel are to monitor all local television broadcasts at all times. If an SCP-2238-A instance is reported to have occurred, Foundation personnel are to record said instance for the purpose of record keeping. Additionally, all civilians involved observed, recorded, or had any interaction with the instance of SCP-2238-A will be detained by Foundation personnel and released if they are found to have no involvement with the SCP-2238 phenomenon and are to undergo Class A amnestics. Description SCP-2238 is the official designation of an anomalous phenomenon primarily affecting television broadcast stations in the southern United States. Manifesting itself as a series of historical documentaries within the affected area. This phenomenon affects specific time slots within the affected region by hijacking local TV transmitters through a currently unknown method. The main broadcast intrusion occurs during the airing of historical documentaries. The type of documentary that SCP-2238 affects are primarily made by European or American filmmakers, specifically those that focus on the First and Second World War. Although it has been reported that SCP-2238 will affect others that do not fall into this category. During an intrusion, SCP-2238 will play a similar documentary to the one being interrupted. This documentary, known as SCP-2238-A, will have several deviations from the original, such as different events, different historians, and actors that are used in the documentary, if said documentary includes dramatization. The amount of deviations from the original vary between instances of SCP-2238-A. Currently, there are 22 instances of SCP-2238-A. It is currently unknown how many unrecorded instances of SCP-2238-A there are. Some estimates go as far as into the thousands, while more conservative estimates go into the hundreds. The first reported SCP-2238 event was on April 12, 1992 when a civilian reported to a local broadcasting station about the inaccuracies of the documentary Napoleon, Man of Power, SCP-2238-A-19, in Alabama. The documentary discusses the effects of Napoleon Bonaparte's annexation of Russia and over a majority of the Eurasia continent. Addendum 2238.1 Foundation scientists and analysis have compiled a full timeline of events from all 22 instances of SCP-2238-A. Timeline 1812 Invasion of Russia by Napoleon I, ending in its annexation. The War of 1812 begins. 1813 Napoleon III is installed as the new Tsar of Russia. Closer diplomatic ties between the U.S. government and that of the new French Empire occurs. The Peninsula War ends one year earlier in French victory. 1814. France becomes involved in a war against Great Britain. A three-year famine occurs in Russia due to an early winter, creating more resentment against the French-installed Russian government. In the same year, the formation of the Party of Russian Nationalists occurred. 1815. War of 1812 ends with the U.S.-French victory. Most of the former British Empire is split between the U.S. and France. U.S. annexes Canada, causing it to control most of the fur trade. 1816 through 1820, 
the U.S. government begins encouraging its citizens to settle in Canada. Napoleon I begins conquering most of the mainland Europe, dismantling their governments in favor of pro-French ones. The French government starts to kill Russian nationalists and those who vote for an independent Russia. 1821. The French Empire collapses due to the death of Napoleon I via assassination by nationalists during the first visit to Russia. A revolution referred to as the Russian upheaval occurs. Napoleon III is killed and replaced with a descendant of Tsar Alexander. 1822-1850 Most of Northern and Western Europe experiences a dark age due to significant infighting between various factions following the death of Napoleon I. Central and Eastern Europe are divided between pro- and anti-French forces, primarily ending in an anti-French victory further deteriorating the already fracturing French Empire. Southern Europe was primarily affected by this, as the lack of major French interference in the region allowed radicals and Italian nationalists to gain power. A new Russian government is created, this time with a system similar to constitutional democracy. Along the same time, Great Britain experiences a great social unrest, with several riots and attempted revolutions. 1850-1865 A new government is finally established in France, this time under the control of a queen known as Abella I, the daughter of an anti-Napoleon general. She re-establishes the centralized authority in the mainland of France, creating a dictatorial police state, killing dissenters and radicals. The American Civil War does not change from the original timeline. 1866 through 1911. Abella I gains control over most of the pre-1812 territory borders, but her state continues to suffer from radicalism and independent movements. The Russian government undergoes another revolution, this time by Russian communists under the control of Vladimir Lenin and Leon Trotsky. Revolution ends in 1910 with a communist victory. 1912. The House of Commons of Great Britain is attacked by radical communists via improvised explosions. Over a hundred members of Parliament were killed in the explosion, resulting in a temporary suspension of constitutional rights and annual elections. During this time, a new communist government, now calling itself the Soviet Union, annexes most of the Eastern European states not under French influence. 1913. The creation of the Allied Powers, an alliance between the U.S., Great Britain, Austria, and the French government. Its creation was due to the recent territorial expanse of the Soviet government, 1914 through 1924. This time period, known as the Great War, was a war between the Soviet government and the Allied Powers. It began after the assassination of Vladimir Lenin and declaring possible French involvement in Lenin's assassination. By 1914, a small border skirmish between the client state of Rhine Confederation and that of the Soviet Union led to another war. The US, UK, and Austria honoring their agreements with the French declared war on the Soviets. Following heavy casualties on both sides, the Soviet Union collapsed in 1924 after a victory near what is now modern day called Warsaw. The Treaty of Berlin stated that the Soviet Union would give up most of its territories gained after 1912, 
replaced by either French client states or independent countries. In addition, the Soviet Union is forced to pay reparations either in gold or oil. 1929. An event known as the Great Depression began, causing an economic crash. Due to this event, Bella II, the Queen of France, desperate for economic wealth, convenes for an update of the Treaty of Berlin with the Allied Powers, to the exclusion of the Soviet Union. Austria and Great Britain refused to update the treaty without the inclusion of the Soviet Union, while the US remained officially neutral, still wary over the possibility of another war. Despite repeated claims that the Soviet government had sent diplomats to Berlin to discuss updating the treaty, they never arrived, with evidence suggesting possible French intervention. Abella II, frustrated with this diplomatic dysfunction, began mobilizing her forces along the Soviet border, despite objections from her military advisors. 1930. Austria and the UK, wishing to avoid another great war, attempted to persuade the US to intervene, leaving that, with the possible forefront war, the French Empire would back down from their threats. The US, still wary of war and suffering from the Great Depression, refused and remained neutral in the conflict. 1930 through 1945. Abel II, citing the, her belief in the supremacy of the French Empire and the inherent necessity of curtailing further attempts at Soviet expansion, declares war against the Soviet Union. The Second World War between 1931 and 1937 is at a constant stalemate. There is no full invasion of either country until the U.S. enters the war against France. In 1939, a full invasion of France begins with the help of the Soviet Union, Great Britain, and Austria. It ends in 1945 with the invasion of Paris destroying most of the city. 1946. Year of the creation of the United Nations, with the Soviet Union, the U.S., Austria, and Great Britain being the major leaders of the nations. Little information is known of this world post-1946. On January 23, 2000, SCP-2238 affected the city of Louisiana, broadcasting a documentary entitled How They Hid in the Darkness, SCP-2238-A-23, which describes a X-Class Lift the Veil scenario of the Foundation due to increasing tensions between the Foundation and the Global Occult Coalition, specifically on an event that occurred on December 21st, 1991. It also focuses on how the Foundation adapts to this scenario. Due to an error in the BINA pattern recognition system, there was no BPRS failure to the specific date. The Foundation accidentally attacked a GOC base ending in the death of over 3,000 GOC personnel. This event escalated tensions between the Foundation and the Coalition, causing an event called the GOC Foundation War that lasted three years. The contents of the documentary included footage of the Foundation agents locating, capturing, and containing several anomalous objects or entities. It includes interviews with Foundation personnel and sapient entities, including an interview with 05-12. The following is an incomplete list of incidences, objects, personnel, and members of the GOI that appeared on the documentary. SCP-1892 Containment 
SCP-1938, Containment. SCP-44, Containment. SCP-2453, Containment. Interview. Dr. Mann. Interview. D-213-4122, Interview. O5-12, Interview. SCP-2273, Interview. Member of GOI-5867, also known as Gamers Against Weed, Interview. Object referred to as SCP- This item is yet to be discovered. Containment. Incident 83-D-Kondraka. No information on this event exists in Foundation records. Footage. Footage of 051-052-056-057 and 0512 during their first meeting circa 1912. SCP- Documentary claim that SCP- has been eliminated via- Methods. Methods of execution for SCP- are still pending approval from the O5 Council. Following this incident, the entire country of- was given Class A amnestics over the course of five days. The elimination of all records of SCP-2238-A-23 and the detainment of over- staff members involved in the film, all released due to lack of evidence of involvement, all personnel involved with how they hid in the darkness deny any involvement with this documentary. Addendum 2238.3 The following is a series of transcripts from the documentary, How They Hid in the Darkness. It was early in the morning when I started hearing the artillery shells. I didn't know they were artillery shells at the time, just knew that something loud was going off. Got up and tried to look out through my window. In the distance, this building that I'd passed by on my way to work every day was burned to the ground. I always thought it was a barracks or some sort of laboratory. If only I knew. Some men dragged me and my daughters out of the house. They said they were with the coalition, a force trying to keep humanity safe. They they shoved us on a bus and told us to get to the nearest civilian safe zone. They took us one by one and forced all the men and women above the age of 15, but not over 50, to come with them. I never saw my daughters again. Survivor of Site 43 Raid. Our job was to get civilians out to the safe zones. Most didn't know what was going on, and the ones that did know, well, there was no point in trying to keep themselves safe. The case that always sticks in my mind was of this old man near the border of Paris. He refused to leave his house. Lived in it since before the Second World War, before the Communists and the Brits invaded. We couldn't get him to move. When the Coalition attacked, the house was destroyed. They never found his body. Civilian Protectorates Paris, France, 
The reason we used amnestics during the war was because of their tactical usage. Throw some amnestics in a can in a room filled with enemy combatants and for a minute they forget who they are. And for 10 or 20 seconds you have time to just mow them down with your M16. Makes it really simple, really. Foundation General Kennedy. They're murderers, is what I think of them. The janitors, all of them, are thingy animals. I thought they were just boogeymen. Used to scare some normies and losers on the internet. No. Moscow. Moscow was my home. Moscow was the only safe place left in Eastern Europe. All others were destroyed in the battles, mostly by nukes and other weapons. I didn't think they would have the balls to drop an animal onto us, killing us with its giant puffing scythe, butchering us like insects. Bodies... Bodies littered the street. Men. Women. Children. Of course the coalition had no choice. What other choice did they even have? Gamers against weed member. Survival of Moscow bombing. Europe turned into an absolute hellhole the first few months. The once spotless meadows are now covered with hundreds of large holes from bombs and shells dropped. And the larger ones were where we had to drop nukes on their actual sites. You could feel the radiation from up in the air. Made some of my men sick and they passed out and crashed their planes. Private of Foundation Air Force. There was never enough food for us. The coalition forced us to work in farms surrounding the safe zones. They had quotas for what they needed to produce each season. Each group needed to produce 10 pounds of food from each of the 9 crops they were given in a span of 9 months. If we didn't produce that much, we were expected to spend the next 5 months on the front line in Europe or America. We heard the horror stories. The bombings, the killings. This, uh, this one guy, a uh, bunkmate of mine, was told that his group didn't produce enough food. We found him in, in the bathroom. He'd swallowed his own shaving knife. Safe zone Brazilian resident. Of course they needed to remove them. They were getting in the way, with all of their rules and regulations. We needed those weapons. The Coalition were making their way to Britain, and into the Gulf. But no, they said it was too unethical. They were in the way of progress. We had no other choice. We sent in a Coalition spy to kill them? Hmm. <laughs> Oh yes, they knew too much. We couldn't allow an information breach of some sort. 
0514 on the disbandment of the Ethics Committee. We first used D-Class. They were monsters. Nobody would have missed them. But as we started to lose more and more, so we, we had to look for other sources. Coalition POWs and... and civilians. Things like that. The project was more important than any one life. Hmm? Of course we did. We dropped the infected on their sites and spread it throughout Europe. We had no other choice. They wouldn't back down. Dr. Mann on the use of SCP-08 for biological warfare. We killed them. It was for the greater good of the war. I wish we didn't have to do it, but we did. We rounded up the freaks, the greens, the blues, the reds, anything that looked anomalous and forced them outside. We told them to dig a giant pit. Most of them were no older than 40. After they were done, we threw all the objects in the site into the pit and told them to face the pit. Just, just glad it wasn't me that had to pull the trigger. Coalition soldier. Veteran of the raid on Site-19, 